Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tapir. Gergelecta. Sacula Ijaia. Food. Change. We are. Welcome to the Slow Food Youth Network Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Sfin Podcast in 2023. My name is Valentina Gritti, I'm your host and the Global Community and Project Manager of the Slow Food Youth Network. The Slow Food Youth Network, or as we call it SFIN, is a worldwide network of young activists with different backgrounds who want to contribute to a better local and international food system. This is a special edition of the SFIN podcast because it was recorded live during Terra Madre 2022, the biggest event of slow food, and it's the second chapter of a series of three episodes. In these episodes, I interviewed Bella Gilles. Bella is a famous Brazilian influencer. She holds a master's degree in gastronomic sciences from the University of Gastronomic Sciences of Italy with an emphasis on the global food system. She also has a background in holistic nutrition, Ayurveda nutrition, iridology, macrobiotics, permaculture and agroecology. She is also a chef and the host of a popular TV program in Brazil. I co-hosted this episode with Dan Saladino, producer at the BBC Radio for the food program and author of the book Eating to Extinction. Before starting with the live episode, I would like to underline the fact that it was recorded in October 2022, while Brazil was still run by the government of Jair Bolsonaro. At the end of 2022, Brazil had a historical and fierce election between Lula and Bolsonaro, who have completely different positions on politics and on democracy itself, where Luis Inácio Lula da Silva won. The government that Bella refers to on the podcast was Bolsonaro's government, which represented, in her opinion, a retrocess on food sovereignty and security. On the other hand, Bella refers to Lula when she mentions the president who got Brazil out of the world hunger map 10 years ago. Why is the situation nowadays so tense in Brazil? The supporters of Bolsonaro don't accept Lula's victory and they are asking for a military intervention. So they camped in front of the army barracks all around Brazil for more than 60 days. On January the 8th, the city and the headquarters of the three federal powers, executive, legislative and judicial, were depredated. There was destruction and theft of works of art, documents and furniture of great material and immaterial value to the Brazilian population. The police did little or nothing to stop them and because of that the president ordered national intervention in Brazilian security. The Slow Food Brazil network stood up against those violent acts. Bolsonarism is still alive within the institutions. For this reason, Slow Food Brazil joins the movements of civil society that defend democracy and oppose amnesty and demand serious investigation and punishment of those responsible for the crimes committed. It's also useful to share with you that at the end of the last year, so after the recording of this podcast at Terra Madre, Bella Gil joined a special transition group created to fight hunger in Brazil. This working group, or task force as you prefer to call it, was created by the Lula government in order to face some of the issues left from the previous government. Bella was also invited to become special secretary for healthy food by the minister Paulo Teixeira, but against everyone's expectations, she refused the role. Now that you have a bit more of a context, take a cup of your favorite drink and enjoy the podcast. 
Hello everyone and welcome back to the Spin Podcast. This is a very, very special series of the Spin Podcast because we are live recording at Terra Madre, which is the biggest event of slow food. And I'm also co-hosting with Dan Saladino, who is a producer at the BBC for the food program and is also author of the book Eating to Extinction. Hello again and welcome back to the uh, golden container, shipping container we're inside, cozy space in which we are telling stories from Terra Madre. And today it's the second episode and I'm here with Bella Gil, uh, who came directly from Brazil to, to visit Terra Madre. So welcome, Bella. Thank you. Thank you, Valentina. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. So you have a really uh, different perspective on, uh, on the food system. And we're really, really curious to, um, to get to know you more and to get to know how you think our food choices affect the food system and how they can be uh, a tool also for mm -hmm. food system regeneration. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's a big subject, so <laughs> but I think you have lots of answers. Well, yeah, it's very broad, right? But um, I believe that to start, um, yeah, I do believe that we can change the world through food. Society and humanity has been shaped by food for, you know, thousands of years. And I really believe that if we change the way we produce food, the way we uh, distribute and consume, we can change the world for better mm. or for worse, you know, <laughs> depending mm. on like I, I food. It's a it's an amazing tool, you know, um, food can be a tool for transformation, but and lack of food can be a man manipulative tool also for the worst, you know, and um, I see that happening in Brazil now, for example, we had uh, many years back, like uh, more than a decade back, we had a government who emphasized hunger as a priority to like end hunger, fight hunger. Mm -hmm. And after a few years, Brazil got out of the world food map of um, the UN, you know, uh, of FAO. So um, it was a priority, you know, as um, a geographer from Brazil, um, he, he's, um, he wrote many great books, and he says that hunger, it's not a um, technical problem, it's a political problem. Mm -hmm. So it, it's up to us. I mean, we grow food to feed the world. You know, we have, like, we can feed more than 10 billion people. We are not even 8 billion people right now. So people are going hungry because... It's a political choice, you know, to make people be hungry because it's a manipulative tool. I really believe that. And I, I was saying, okay, I gave Brazil's example, so let me finish that. <laughs> because um, so now, today, um, we have like it's the end of, of four years of government that really used hunger as a tool for to manipulate people because Brazil got back into the world food map and not only that but and after the pandemic and everything now we have like 15% of the population in a like starvation you know in uh, food in insecure not yeah. no, 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 no. Hung, uh, hunger like severe really? hunger yeah. food insecurity it's like 54% of the population wow. now yeah. it's really it's huge like people more than half of Brazilian population don't know what they're gonna eat tomorrow. Hmm. Wow. 
that's really bad you yeah. know so scary yeah, yeah. so that, that's that's what i think like that's the power of food you know in in my perspective it's really mm. and i think the reason why this this topic today valentine is going to be so interesting because in episode one we were talking about climate change and all these crises around the world and in some ways it can leave you feeling powerless that, sure. that change cannot happen and yet the it's only a too, uh, uh, too big of a problem yeah. <clears throat> that sometimes we feel very vulnerable and and not able to act right yeah. but in a way it means that those local decisions individual decisions really do matter now yeah yes i totally agree and i i believe that we us here we we know the impact of our food choices like we know what what's good what's bad what it's better for us as an individual what it's better for the environment what it's better for the collective for the society so i believe that we can take that responsibility and choose well what to eat but as i was saying yesterday too it's really hard to put this responsibility in a individual who doesn't have the choice you know as uh, mm -hmm. Michael Pollan says, eating is a political act, but it's only a political act if you can, if you have the opportunity to choose what to eat, right? Yeah. Like voting with your fork. Yes, if I if I can choose mm -hmm. what I'm gonna vote for, it's 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 um, if I have the tool to for that, that's great. But most people don't. So um, I really um, I do believe in the individual power, but. Um, I'm working on making it possible for everyone to act, to feel this power, you know. And at the same time, you've seen this political shift in Brazil. Because yes. am I right in thinking that a decade or more ago, there was a policy that, for example, public procurement, schools had to source a significant proportion of food from local farmers? Yes, that was in Sao Paulo from the Adad... Um, um, he was the mayor of Sao Paulo and he did that and it was uh, amazing, yeah. Now, Brazil has like great laws, you know, the problem is who's running the now. And, uh, but as you were saying, like coming back to the climate change thing, um, I believe that, you know, this movement of youth um, and like young people caring about the climate and the environment and, and everything, that's great. And if they can relate climate change to the food system, I mean, we it's a win-win game, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's what I try to um, contribute also. For example, um, you have like, because um, the food system today depends on monocultures, like, mm -hmm. you know, soy, corn, cane, sugar, it's like all about monoculture and especially to make animal feed like brazil we have a territory of german in soy yeah. inside of brazil it's crazy it's the mm. area of german <laughs> of mm. soy in brazil it's like really bad um, so if we take that like that's really bad for the environment it it provides i mean to be able to do that you have to deforest so I mean, you deforest, you uh, deplete the soil, you uh, poison the soil. It's really, really a bad thing and emit a lot of carbon and greenhouse gases. So if we shift and if we change that for, for example, 
uh, agroforestry system, you not only don't emit uh, carbon, but you sequester, you, you keep the carbon in the soil. You take it from the atmosphere and you put it back in the soil, you mm -hmm. know? So you can really revert that. You can make the, the atmosphere cooler, you know? You can take mm. carbon out of the atmosphere and put it back in the soil where it belongs, you know? But again, it feels like these are such big structural issues of is. government politics, of trade deals between Brazil and Asia in terms of soy um, distribution and economics. We are individuals, and in a sense, it, we feel so often powerless. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I also wanted to ask you, so since you are, uh, uh, I mean, you are an influencer, like a lot of people follow you on social media, a lot of people can see you also on television. So how, like, first of all, like, who, who is your target and how can you actually empower people who have the tools <laughs> to choose <laughs> to actually make the correct choices? Yeah, so I believe that knowledge is very important. So what I started to do on TV was, um, yeah, as, as you said, I host a culinary show, and but I use the, um, the food as an entertainment tool, let's say, to be able to, as a vehicle, to talk about deeper subjects, you know? Because people love to watch people cooking on TV. <laughs> it's it's uh, <laughs> everywhere in the world. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think so, right? In Italy too, right? Yeah. So once you've got them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, okay, so, oh, she's making this great dish. and But what is she saying? Like, you know, and I talk about, you know, things um, that I believe it's, it's, it's important for people to, to know, like to be able to, uh, I mean, just the passage of, of, of knowledge because I believe that knowledge is very it's very important for us to be able to to choose uh, better so that's what I do like it's a one-one thing you know I'm here I'm d doing what I love what I know and I'm trying to to share uh, with people this kind of knowledge for example what can be done in the kitchen to have a more, let's say, sustainable life in your own you know, home, uh, in your own world. If you eat like less meat, especially in Brazil and the, in the Western society, I believe, uh, that's great. And my TV show, it's totally, like it's mostly vegetarian you know, and vegan. So that's one thing, like people, oh, this can taste good, okay, so I'm gonna try that, you know. Um, cooking with uh, the, um, uh, the ingredient as a whole, like trying to not to waste too much. Uh, I have a series that, and it turned into a book that it's, um, it's, it's called From the Root to the Flower. Um, because I cook with the whole ingredient. For example, everybody knows watermelon, but sometimes, sometimes, like most of the time, people don't know what to do with the, the peel of the mm -hmm. watermelon. So yeah. it's great. You can make a lot of dishes with that. Like I have um, meatless meatball made with the banana peel. So things that, you know, seeds and peels and... and um, 
the parts of the, the, the ingredient that you can use um, to make a great dish, you know, that's, that's, that's great. That's um, to encourage people to have like a, like a compost box, like yeah. a compost site, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. at yeah. home with like worms, you know, that it's so, so people, because I believe also that it's very important to know where the food is coming from. Like, you know, to know where, you, from who you are, from whom you are buying from and, and all that. And that's really great. I mean, that's amazing. And now let's think about where the food is going to. You know, because mm -hmm. um, especially in Brazil, in Europe, I, I don't believe that's like a big issue. But in Brazil, for example, the food waste goes into, you know, a big pile of trash mm -hmm. and it's there emitting a lot of greenhouse gases, methane, which is like 34, 34 times stronger than carbon, for example, worst for the, the environment. And if we had like a a compost site in all cities, in all, um, how can I say, like neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like people, the mentality is, okay, I have this banana peel and I'm not gonna eat it. I'm putting it in the trash. That's bad, it's not, a, it's not trash. It's food for the soil, you know? It's like recycling food. Yeah. How, how do you weave this into a cooking program? So, for example, in the program I have, um, like it's in a house and I'm not only cooking, but like I go to the garden and I take some parsley and I talk a little bit about like gardening and yeah, and then I come back to the kitchen and then after, okay, so I have some food scraps and I take it to the compost bean, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I talk about it. Oh, you know that doing that is the, so that's. <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. But, and, <laughs> but is there any tension? I'm just curious, as somebody who makes radio programs, is there any tension between you and the production team, the broadcaster, saying, "Oh, uh, that's too too much politics today. Oh, Get back yes. to the food." <laughs> yes. Um, oh yeah. There is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You went into like the the right <laughs> the right spot. You know. That's the the. Yes, That's the, the biggest yeah. problem, yeah. actually. Who has money, like the big corporations and the big... Uh, and possibly the people who are advertising on the network. Yeah, uh, they are paying for it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so, like, I... I but, I, I, I mean, I try to be political in that, but I, I there's some things that I can't... Um, how can I say? I can't not do. Yeah. Like I, I have to talk about that. Yeah. I, I, it has yeah. to be subtle as well. I presume. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, there's a there is a little bit of pressure, mm. especially now. Like and 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 especially because in Brazil we have um, the biggest advertiser is the agro, yeah. uh, which mm -hmm. is like the agribusiness industry. And having like my TV show going kind of against that, it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a problem. It's a big deal, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It and is. And a lot of pressure on you to yeah. get, yeah, to, it's like uh, walking a tightrope 
Exactly. So yeah. how can I do that without saying exactly this, but trying to to like you know transmit this message? Mm. It's mm. like very subtle sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But but um, interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But it's a, it's a great question because yeah. that's the the. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> behind, behind the scenes. But it's really a problem. And people have to understand that. Like, I really believe that we live in a corp corporative dictatorship where, like, the big food corporations, they dictate how, when, how much we're going to eat. You know, they have this power. We, we've lost as people, as individual, as um, the collective and as nations, we've lost our food sovereignty. Like now, um, it's really hard for small farmers to choose. Yeah, they get into this vicious cycle of, uh, okay, so I'm getting this seed, but I have to buy the whole package of like, you no know, fertilizers and, and um, pesticides and, and all that. and, and and then they cannot go back into like you know planting traditional great seeds that they used to um, um, to to do, mm -hmm. and 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 that's a big issue also. Like we are losing a lot of traditional seeds, you know, mm -hmm. um, traditional uh, ways of cultivating food. And also, I'm trying to to show people that yeah. and the importance of that. Are the are there, what are the spaces left in Brazil to tell the story and make a difference? I'm just wondering, is it at a community level? Uh, uh, you know, are there movements, organizations? I believe that as a collective, we can do, um, we can do a lot as a community. A and I believe that if people understand their, what they are fighting for and the importance of that, if they have the, um, the support of civil society, mm -hmm. you know, we can really uh, press, you know, the the Congress. We can press the government to make political changes, you know, public policies to change public policies. Because one of the biggest problems today, because I talk a lot about, like, okay, so let's democratize uh, healthy food. Because um, food, the right of food in Brazil is a is a right. It's in the constitution. You know, it's like as the right for health, is the right for education. The, 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 the state should provide that mm -hmm. as it provides the universal uh, health system, as education, public education. Food, it's also uh, a right for the Brazilian uh, citizen. So um, to be able to provide that like food for everybody to democratize fo healthy food, we have to understand where food comes from, which is from the land. I mean, it's from the soil. Like we have to have soil, we have to have land to be able to uh, grow food. And if we, um, Brazil is one of the countries that has the, the highest um, land concentration. Like most of the land, the big, like two thirds of the land, it's mm -hmm. in the hands of like 1% of the population. Mm -hmm. It's really concentrated. It's terrible. Um, and uh, so, saying that, 
how can we democratize the access of food if we don't democratize the access to land? Mm -hmm. So we really need a huge, like a severe land reform. That's the root of the problem, you know? But to get into that as an individual. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what I, I, I'm saying. Like, it's really important to support those movements, you know, for example, the landless movement um, of, of Brazil. It's, it's very important. You as an individual, mm -hmm. what you can do? You can support them, you know? You can talk to them. You can spread their, their, their word, you know? You can, can support uh, when they go into, in front of the Congress to, to fight and to, to request for changes, you know? So that's, it seems like, oh, okay, and I'm doing nothing. But we are, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's a way. Well, we had a story yesterday, didn't we, Valentina, which was um, from Finland, uh, Snow Challenge, which started off as a student project almost that then became a community campaign against the extraction of peat. And in the context of climate change, mm -hmm. they campaigned and they campaigned and they campaigned. And it was picked up by the media, the press, and it led to a, a mining company stepping back and changing its practices. So from small beginnings... Yes. You can exert a big exactly. influence. Exactly, yeah. but it's it's a small beginning. Um, it, it is a small beginning, but when it's um, a collective thing, when there are like a lot of small people, you know, mm. doing that, it becomes huge. Yeah, you know. So but in that case, um, the media dimension mm. was really important. And I'm just wondering, yes. in Brazil, we talked about television, but is the rest of the media are they engaged in these big? food and land issues and do they f <laughs> are they fulfilling their responsibility as journalists in telling these stories no the mainstream no oh uh, no if they that's the thing um they've made actually a, a really bad uh, job for the the movement of landless people in brazil um for like in the past 20 years, like all the, um, how can I say, uh, the images and the messages they were um, spreading was like, oh, they are invaders, they are uh, killers, like, you know, they invade the land of, like, you know, private land, and they mm. kill people, and, uh, and it was, like, really, mm. really bad, and it's not, like, that's not the story, that, of course, there are bad people mm -hmm. everywhere yeah. you know if there's one case that that's what they put in the headline uh, like you know a headline and 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 that's that's what's going front of the the, the public the, yeah. the, the yeah. journal yeah, the, yeah. the front page yeah. you know mm -hmm. and what they are really doing I mean this movement um, is uh, growing is the producer it's the biggest producer producer of organic rice in Latin America. It's like a lot, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. They produce a lot. They they occupy the land. It's not like occupying just for occupying. Like it's occupying to produce, to produce good food. You know, that's the that's the 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 goal. You know, mm -hmm. and but but as you, as you perfectly <laughs> um, like stated the, the the mainstream media really 
it's not supporting mm -hmm. and, and it's doing actually a bad job. Yeah. yeah. But I guess also as you said that also you don't have like a total freedom of saying whatever you want, like in your T V program, I guess also journalists they are not really, really free <laughs> to write what they want to. I don't know if like they uh they risk Uh, their life also like in other countries. I don't know if that's the case also in It's Brazil. It's true, yeah. In Brazil, we are the, um, I don't know if we are the first or the second, but we are in the top three um, countries that most most kills activists. Mm -hmm. Like um, the people who fight for human rights and the environmental rights mm. and we Brazil loves to kill activists. Mm. I was looking at this because I, in, in uh, researching my book, and mm -hmm. there was a story that didn't make it into uh, uh, Eating to Extinction, but well, I think in the second one. So I was looking at what was unfolding in the Sahado and uh, the Kalunga community yes. as well. And there were, again, just these stories of the encroachment of, of big cultivation into you know, really rich, biodiverse areas. Mm -hmm. And I was coming across these shocking stories of, of activists uh, being killed. And that, and I could, you could only really find it on obscure, relatively obscure websites of campaign organizations. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much mainstream coverage yes. of this. Mm -hmm. So it clearly is. I mean, people are literally putting their lives on the line mm -hmm. to challenge um, yeah, the, the, the spread of this, these monocultures into into biodiverse re parts of Brazil. Yes, yeah. yes, it's it's true. I um, and if you're not killed, I mean you're not taken seriously, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in that. I, uh, thank God I'm I'm in that part. You know, like people mm. um, really discredit you if you talk about like if you try to um, talk about the truth, mm. like the reality. What's what's the problem with monoculture? Let's talk about it. Like I I I love to to um, to discuss about that, even with people who doesn't agree with me. But let's discuss and don't discredit me. Mm. But people love to say, oh, she doesn't. She's not even a. Um, You're not like a not producer, as a, a yeah. producer, you know. Uh, how how yeah. come or she an can academic or, or a scientist an uh, yes. or a, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And and this came up in our in our conversation uh, yesterday. Is it becoming more difficult because of what's happening in the global food system? COVID, COVID recovery, war in Ukraine, tightening of supply chains. Every, you know, world leaders talking about we need you know food security. We have no, there are there's no luxury left in talking about you know uh, better more sustainable ways of producing food. Is that impacting in in the on the conversation in Brazil? Well, I it's impacting in the pocket of Brazilians because mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the food price went up a lot, a lot. Like nowadays, you know. Um, a kilo of carrots, it's now like 15 reais. It's, uh, it's And it really was, crazy. What, what was it before? Like seven. Doubled. Ah. Doubled, wow. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's insane. That must shape the conversation and also the communication that politicians have with the public about where do we take 
farming and food in Brazil. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Because they are very proud of like, okay, we have, um, we are the biggest soy exporter, you know, um, the agro, the agribusiness mm. industry um, supports the, um, the economy of Brazil. Like it's because of the agribusiness that we have, uh, you know, that we are in like, no, we have a great GDP, for yeah. example. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they say that our GDP depends on the agribusiness. And I so mean, don't rock, at don't rock the boat. Yeah, don't rock the boat because this is Brazil's yeah. future economy. And exactly. Yeah. But how come you can be proud of like exporting a lot of food? I mean, not even food. It's like yeah. animal feed. Yeah. How come you can yeah. be uh, um, proud of that if people in your own country, it's going Hungry. Yeah, and who? Yeah, who is benefiting uh, from that? From that. That ag agro wealth that's exactly. coming in. Exactly, it's yeah. like bankers mm. and uh, big farmers. Mm. So that's Only a big. That. That's a big story to be able to try and get across. Yes. Who benefits? Yeah. Who, yeah. I who is winning and from this food system? Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. I say, at what cost? There's a lot of blood in, into that. There's a lot of deforestation. There's a lot of, um, like as you're uh, saying about the Kalunga and everything, uh, to grow, it's like growing more and more uh, soy, more and more um, corn, more and more cattle. But to do that, you have, like people now, like it, it's really deforestating the Amazon and invading the territory of these people. If, like if people they, are in the way, then they, yeah. Exactly, they, so they that's have why. have to get out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. So, Coming back to one of the first questions <laughs> on like how as an individual we can um, change the system, I talk a lot of uh, a lot about biodiversity too. Like we have one of the best ways to conserve biodiversity is by eating biodiversity, mm -hmm. right? Like if we because uh, the slow food has an amazing work with the arc of taste, uh, and I I. All the time, I go into that and I tell people, you know, you love pitanga. Pitanga is like a small berry. It's so great. It's mm. one of my favorite fruits. It's going extinct. Mm. You know, like I say, you, you like pitanga. You want your granddaughter to uh, be able to know the taste of pitanga. You should, you should start yeah. eating it. <laughs> you know, you should start um, conservation through consumption. Through consumption, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And and that's really tricks people mind. Like <laughs> yeah. people say, how it's come? <laughs> yeah. and, mm. um, and talking about that, one of the best ways also to keep the forest alive, to keep the mm. forest up, it's by eating things from the forest, you mm -hmm. know? Because if, like I, I have a restaurant as well in Sao Paulo, and I buy a lot of um, foods from indigenous communities in the Amazon. Uh, for example, the babasu flour. It's something that I use a lot in my restaurant. Um, this, uh, this flour comes from like a, a coconut, like a small coconut that people in, in their territory, this community, they go out, they collect that and they bring back, they process, like they go into the forest really like and collect bring back process and, and sell it. 
they're there doing what they love, mm -hmm. collecting what they love, doing what they used to do for, you know, thousands of years. They are collectors. So Brazil, Brazil nut, uh, babassu, acai, um, other seeds and, and spices and, and many, many things that we can really buy from, from these uh, communities to support them, to give them the opportunity to stay where they are. Mm -hmm. And being there, they protect the forest because, I mean, they're not killing trees mm -hmm. and like they're just collecting what the forest is giving us and uh, prevent these big farmers to, okay, yeah. And, and not only uh, forest, yeah, you know? and, and not only that. It's obviously there are economic benefits for the for the community. But I remember I, I visited uh, is it Gusto in in La Paz in Bolivia. Okay. And they were uh, and we went up into the Andes and we went into the part of the Amazon, and it wasn't just that the uh, communities could continue living as in in that place and they had some economic benefit from the foraging and the, mm -hmm. the story was being told in the city. So people through the ingredients, through the restaurant, were hearing the stories of the communities and understanding about the biodiversity in their country mm -hmm. that was important and precious. Yes. So again, storytelling and communication. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That's what mm -hmm. I, I try to do too um, in, in the TV show. Mm -hmm. So I cook a lot with those kind of ingredients and I say this comes from this community and, and I try to um, share the story and also at the restaurant. For example, um, the rice and beans that I have in the restaurant comes from the um, landless movement uh, in Brazil. And it's like, it's very, some people have really um, like preconceived ideas of the movement that sometimes like people uh, sit down there. Oh, so what's the the dish of the day? Oh, it's the feijoada with the beans from the landless movement. Uh, mm -hmm. People just get up mm. and go out. Like I'm not supporting them. Wow. I'm not. Yeah. It's that. Oh. It's, it's that, that polarized. Uh -huh. Yes. Goodness. Yeah. It is. So <laughs> that's the. That's. Yeah. It's so crazy. So you don't even get to tell the story because <laughs> exactly. they walk yeah. out of the no, restaurant. Yeah. 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 Okay. Stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But so we have talked uh, about like different perspective on how, um, yeah, our behavior uh, can have an impact on the food system from an individual level. How governments can influence that. But for example, in the case of uh, food industries, uh, big food industries, do you believe that they can also be promoters of a sustainable transition? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, but I, I, I want to believe that yes, because big changes need like big uh, players, you know, too. Like if a big player, if a big company of the food industry uh, changes, that's a huge change, you know? It impacts a lot. But uh, as we, I mean, in the past few years, I was like, I, I see much more of greenwashing than real change, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm like, uh, Again. I'm, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> like, uh, I thought this time it would be re something really uh, different, but I believe that first, 
like the root of the problem is actually our economy system, right? Because um, if we still keep food as a commodity, mm, I don't mm. believe nothing's gonna change. You know, I was talking about food waste um, with um, a friend. She believed that um, ending food waste can help end hunger, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so try to explain me what food waste has to do with hunger. Like nothing. In this system, nothing. Because as I was saying, we have more than enough food to feed the world and um, we have people like 800 people going hungry today. Mm. That's not the problem. It's mm -hmm. not the problem of lack of food. It's the problem of lack of purchase power. People are in poverty. They don't have the money to buy the food. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. So it's not food waste. It's poverty. Yeah. That's the problem, you know? So if we keep this economic system, where? Another example. Um, I think it was in 2018, a small farmer, uh, producer of potato, he, it, it was a, like an image that went kind of viral and people were like, oh my God, how come he did that? So he dumped a trunk of potatoes in the road mm -hmm. and people was like, oh my God, that's like, uh, he's insane. And, and it was really uh, like being aggressive with the producer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but you know why he did that? So he, when he planted the potato, the market price was something. Let's say 10 reais, the kilo, I'm supposing. And when he um, harvested the potato, the price went down. Mm -hmm. So he was really, he wasn't yeah. able to get the, the potato from his farm to the, um, the market mm -hmm. because uh, he, he wasn't paying. Mm. It was uh, he who was already in, in debt, in, you know, for him it was better to dump the potato yeah. than to, he would uh, spend more money to bring the potato to the market than dumping the potato. So yeah. Yeah. who's setting the price of the potato? Now food as a commodity is, bring, is being mm. traded in, in, uh, in Wall Street, yeah. you know? Without anyone touching the food, it's just being, Move, yeah, yeah. Moved as a commodity on computer a, screens. On, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's yeah. I, I think that's. I mean, that's such a fascinating question about the. You know, can big companies change, um, and what what might be the pressures from consumers? Can I just, can I just throw into that <laughs> one 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 idea here is that um, science unpicking yes. the complexity of food. For example. There are berries and fruits within the Amazon that might have or do have 10 times the amount of vitamin C or, or other vitamins oh, sure. than, than kind of conventional. And the more we learn about our relationship with food and our own health and emerging science such as the gut microbiome and all of these things, yeah. do you think that message will be picked up by consumers, by individuals who care about these things. And those who can decide and those who do have the budgets to make a decision will become influential in saying to the food industry, for selfish reasons, my own health, 
I know I need different food now. Oh yeah, but, but that's happening. Yeah, that's happening. You have like a big food industry that really makes crap for those who cannot pay for a good food mm -hmm. and makes like amazing healthy food <laughs> for those who who can pay. Like mm -hmm. they they're not losing market. So you they know, can they have, but they, they can, can have the both. industry yeah. can have both. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they have to keep crap for those who mm. who's gonna because th that's the mass. That's like that's mm -hmm. what really uh, make them look uh, yeah. um, yeah. so like to profit. Yeah. You know, but then again, they make profit from. Well, them. What about the economics of that? Because if you're the government and you're seeing your health budgets and the consequences of diabetes in the population, a less productive workforce. If mm -hmm. you were to use kind of yeah. brute <laughs> economic <laughs> arguments. There are more reasons for people to get food right. And True, yeah, like the way we eat, it's killing us, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not, I mean... Uh, and it's expensive. Yes, eating badly. Long, yeah. It's, yeah. it's killing more than, than the lack of food, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, nowadays, 70% of the um, deaths worldwide it's, it comes from non-communicable uh, diseases, diseases yeah, like yeah. diabetes, cancer, yeah. obesity, and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. And I mean, you again, you're totally right. Mm -hmm. If we think up, think on um, about it on a very no, let's say materialistic perspective, people are dying. You're losing the workforce. Like you're losing um, efficiency. You're losing productivity. I mean, let's do something. But the thing is that um, the government doesn't see health as, a, as, as profit, profitable as um, disease. Mm. Disease is more profitable. Yeah. Mm. And if you have four or five year electoral cycles, they're dealing with that. They're not thinking yeah. about 20 years time. What's the Brazilian population going to be? What shape is the Brazilian population going to be in? Mm -hmm. They're thinking about the next election. I mean, imagine like the um, the biggest um, like food industry industry companies, from the seed companies to the pesticide companies to the Commodity pharmaceutical traders, yeah, companies, yeah, yeah. and then, like I mean, they are doing that. They are uh, selling us the food. They are selling us. They are making us sick, and they are selling us the the um, the medicine yeah. you know <laughs> i mean it's very lucrative yeah. it's okay. it's that's the we need to find a way of finishing on a positive note yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i'm so sorry oh my god no, no, no. I, and, i'm and sorry and so what what can we as individuals be doing yeah. <laughs> help us yeah, here exactly. well i think that for example um simple things like cooking uh sharing food eating together like simple things like that really uh, brings us joy, you know. And I, I, and trying to be more positive and 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 in a more happy mode. Um, I really believe that that's uh, that's make makes me really happy. Like food can really bring people together. Share food with people. Sit down, eat, have time for that. You know, it, which is really hard. And and mm. and it's some it's another thing that I'm trying to um, uh, fight for, you know, the right to have the time to cook, yeah. because mm. that's also <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, so and also I believe that we are not only what we eat, but I really believe that we think what we eat. 
the way we eat influences the way we think. Yeah. So let's eat, you know, clean, fresh, um, homemade, you know, uh, with love, with affection, foods, because that really can change um, our mind, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if we just um, eating crap, I mean, our will think. <laughs> and here too. the macrobiotics and Ayurveda come Exactly, yes. <laughs> I still have this root, you know, like I really believe into that. So, yeah, I, um, I have this more holistic and spiritual and yeah. uh, it keeps me, you know, wanting to to continue the, the path of the, the fight. All of these things are connected. It they is, are all yeah. connected and it's part yeah. of all and the, the mistake that we've made for, for too long or humans have made for too long is to put food here and then agriculture here yes. and economics yeah. here and, and so us it's great here that and nature yeah, there yes yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> your approach is i think the best one so oh yeah. thank you so much thank you yeah. it was amazing thank you thank you so much really and um yeah i hope that you are going to enjoy the next days here in terra madre yeah. and have great food yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure great food and a great food for a thought for well. yes for the mind <laughs> exactly <laughs> So thank you so much, Bella Gil, for being here. Thank you, Dan Saladino, for co-hosting this episode. Fascinating. Thank you. And uh, yeah, follow us on the Spin Podcast and see you soon.